The second generation Apple TV 4K has a more powerful processor and an upgraded Siri remote, but at $179, is it worth the money? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to discuss this is Cena editor Eli Blumenthal, who's been stress testing this new box for a while now. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me back. So let's get right into it. Is the new Apple TV 4K worth it? I could keep this fairly simple. Probably not. Well, let's let's before we get into the details, I, I do want to dig into why you think this. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about what is new about the new Apple TV 4K box. What what exactly is it's the second generation? So how is it different from the first one? Sure. So the new Apple TV 4K, which was updated a few weeks ago. A long overdue update gives it a much more modern processor. It goes from the A10X to the A12 Bionic, which was uh, a processor found a couple years ago in iPhones as opposed to the A10, which is dating itself uh, back a, a few years. Uh, it also has, most notably, an updated remote that works a lot better. It drops the reliance of solely using a trackpad, now has a directional pad, baked in what Apple calls a click pad, so combines some of the gestures with a real functioning directional pad that makes navigating the Apple TV significantly easier. Yeah, and I know we talked about the remote before. Is that something that existing Apple TV buyers should consider buying this box for? If you have an Apple TV 4K already, then I think the $50, $59 remote upgrade, that's how much that remote costs on its own. Apple charges a lot. That's Apple. Uh, I think if you have an Apple TV 4K, $59 for that remote makes more sense. Assuming you're happy with that box, the storage isn't full, um, absolute it pretty quickly and easily for you. Getting that upgrade is a lot better than spending $179 on a new box. If you have an older Apple TV HD, then I would actually recommend the opposite. Spend the extra money, get the faster box. You'll get 4K support for more modern TVs, whether it's the TV you currently own or the TV that you'll probably get if you don't have a 4K TV now at some point in the, I imagine, not terribly distant future. And you'll get the benefits of the faster processor, so absolutely open quicker. It will be a much better experience for you to go from the Apple TV HD or an older Apple TV to the new Apple TV 4K. Okay. All right. So the, you talked about the faster processor, the, the A12 Bionic. Does it actually feel faster to use? Like when you're clicking through or scrolling through the, the, the tiles, when you're loading up channels or programs, does it actually feel faster? It does. It's not like the older Apple TV 4K was struggling to open apps, or at least for me. It, it was fine with that. But I did notice things would open a couple seconds quicker it felt generally more responsive and snappier, which is why, again, if you have an Apple TV 4K and you're happy with it and the remote just has been driving you mad since you got it, that upgrade will be enough. Um, but is it is it game-changing right now? Probably not. All right. Well, and the Apple TV 4K is supposed to support something called high-frame-rate HDR video, which I got from your review. What exactly is high frame rate high frame rate HDR video? I can barely say it straight. Uh, what is it, and does it make a big difference when you're viewing content? So right now, high frame rate HDR video isn't going to make much of a difference. There aren't a lot of apps that support it, but it should make for a smoother image compared to traditional uh, content, especially for something like sports, for example. 
And is it just, again, is it, as it's name sort of implies, just video that runs at a higher frame rate and has HDR quality to it? Yes. Though, again, I haven't been able to really test that because there aren't a lot of apps that support it. Uh, we should mention that Apple has its developer conference in a couple weeks. June 7th, I believe, is when that kicks off. Maybe they'll give Apple TV some real attention now that they just updated the box and gave it a faster processor. That would be great. They kind of sort of do this thing with Apple TV where they will give it a small update. They'll say it's like tvOS 14, which is what the current version is. They'll, they'll bump it up a number every year the same way they do iPadOS or iOS. But the features are – the feature upgrades are pretty minimal compared to uh, its iPhone and iPad siblings. Got it. And speaking of the faster processor, I know you're a big gamer and Apple has been pushing Apple Arcade for a little while now. How has that experience been on the new Apple TV 4K box? Like is that A12 Bionic able to run these games faster? Is it just a better experience or what? Yeah, sadly it wasn't uh, a drastically improved experience compared to what Apple has touted in the past with what this processor is capable of when they put an A12 series chip in an iPad Pro a couple years ago. On stage, they talked about how it offered Xbox One S performance. Um, so when you talk about that and you put that chip in a $179 box, I was admittedly very curious to see how that would perform and if this would help justify the high price that the Apple TV commands. The Apple TV is significantly more expensive than a Roku or Chromecast. You get a really good Roku, a Roku Express 4K Plus for 40 bucks. You get a Google Chromecast with Google TV for 50 bucks. You have the Apple TV for 179. Maybe gaming was where it makes up some of that difference. And for right now in my tests, it really doesn't. Uh, there are a bunch of games that are designed for the remote, just so you don't have to use any extra controllers. It can work with the Xbox or PlayStation controllers or made some made for iPhone controllers. This had a lot of games that I stumbled across that just weren't optimized yet. Maybe they get updated. Maybe they don't. That's, that's always been a big question with Apple Arcade. Some of the more recent big titles like NBA 2K21 Arcade Edition. Yeah. Uh, that was something Apple added to their platform. A really sizable get. It's a real – NBA 2K is a very popular game. And playing it on the Apple TV 4K, the new model, was – like playing a shell of what that game is on console. There's no broadcasting team. The graphics were not good. The gameplay was playable but lacking. Uh, it was it was all around a disappointing experience that I'm hoping, and maybe I'm the only one who's who's hoping that that changes in the future because I I do think Apple, with the power that its processors can provide, can create a really interesting game console if it wanted to. And there have been rumors that Apple might make a game controller. But again, who knows? Yeah, and uh, to your point, like, uh, how is playing games on that remote control or does it, like, the new upgrade remote control, like, did it make a difference or was it still kind of clunky? I tried it with a couple of games. So one, one of the other games I used was uh, Super Impossible Road, a game that I actually enjoyed playing with the older Apple TV remote, which had a accelerometer and, and a gyroscope, I believe. And use the trackpad a lot, uh, a lot more for controlling, and it was a bigger trackpad. Using that with the new Apple TV remote, it was not really playable. Like technically, you could play it, but the track, the click pad on the new remote is much smaller 
and it I don't believe has a gyroscope and accelerometer. So you your controls are much more limited and it just wasn't a good experience. Got it. And moving past gaming, were there and the remote control, obviously, were there any other or are there any other must have features on the Apple TV 4K that you can't find on some of the other streaming sticks or streaming boxes? Those are really the big ones. When you're talking about apps, the Apple TV pretty much has every major app you could think of. Disney, Netflix, HBO Max, whatever. YouTube TV, which is an issue now for some Roku's. It's got it all. Apple does a very good job offering all the apps. It has Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos support. If you have a higher-end entertainment system and you care about those features, those are there. But yeah, beyond that, Apple's it's, it's a really simple interface. It works fine with Apple services. So if you're really into the Apple world... That's another perk. You can get your Fitness Plus on your TV. You could stream your Apple Music very easily on your TV without having to use something like AirPlay. Um, but that's that's really it. It's it's a fairly simple box. Yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like if you are an Apple diehard, you know, you buy everything Apple. This is a bit of a no brainer for you, and presumably, if you have the disposable income, yeah, you go for it. But who else is this for beyond that that kind of obvious target segment that's going to buy this thing anyway? That's a great question. And, and it's really hard for me, as, as I mentioned in the review, to recommend this for someone who's just looking for a quick, simple, easy way to stream Netflix and Disney and HBO and all the others on their TV because you have such great options for really a fraction of the price. Yeah, what, what are some of those options? If you are not looking to spend $179 on a streaming box, which... I'm in that camp, definitely. Like, what are some of the alternatives uh, that you recommend that the CNET recommends? So, one is, as I mentioned before, the Roku Express 4K Plus. It's 40 bucks. Um, also has a variety of apps, streams in 4K HDR. It supports AirPlay too. So, if you have an iPhone or a Mac or an iPad and you want to cast something that's on your phone onto a TV, whether it's an arcade game or photos, you could do that because it has AirPlay support. Uh, if you want Dolby Vision, the Chromecast with Google TV, it's 50 bucks. It has a much improved interface. I love Google Assistant on there. So if you like doing voice controls, I find that to be much better than Siri in general. Um, so would recommend that. Amazon's got some some good options. Depending on your price range, those things drop. All, all those, all the players that we're talking about now, the, the Roku's, the Google's, the Amazon's, they also have are pretty frequently can be found on sales especially this time of year around Memorial Day, Prime Day is coming up. So for Amazon devices, that that should be a, a day to keep in mind on the calendar. I think that's sometime in, in the summer. So yeah, if you're looking for a simple, easy way to get those apps on your TV, you don't care about the gaming, you don't care about any of the other stuff, and you want good remotes because the Roku remote's fine, the Google remote is fine, then go with one of those, save the extra money, maybe put it towards a Netflix subscription or something like that. Well, there you go. Some sensible advice from Eli. Thank you for your time. You can check out his coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.